Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Now you're t- doing I'm it singing. Doesn't matter. Tom Jones cover. It's burning down the house. If you bring in it? Tom Jones into this studio, expect me not to get angry. Right. You don't like Tom Jones? I think he's probably the worst living Britain. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cliff Richard. Second worst living Britain. I was about to say, you're forgetting all about Cliffy. <laughs> I think he's the worst. Here's my. Piers? I don't think Piers Morgan is anywhere near the capable, capable of the evil that Tom Jones is. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a different, completely different category. Don't say that after Wales' big win. Anyway, look, quick Tom Jones impression before we start, okay? okay. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> right. I knew what was coming. Yeah. Still yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Bang a drum for the losers and those who win, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Gareth Bale was superb in Italy around. It's Friday, 25th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushin Hunter-Raja. Hello, everybody. It's Friday. We've all got that feeling. Luke Moore, I haven't podded with you for a while. It's good to be on the pod. Hey, good the to be ba- podding with you. The banter brothers are back. Oh, why does he always do this? <laughs> why does it? Why must he always do this? Fisher, you, are you you're in not. The you're, no, you can't be a brother because he he is a man of noble, you know, no, noble beginnings, isn't he? As Aren't we banter. all in a way? Lord, ba- Lord Banter again. <laughs> it, but, were you anointed? Were you anointed? Or was it like Digital CC? Did you buy a house that you were then given the title? Fish, for? I, what I will say is this um, we can't go into your nickname for sponsorship reasons. <laughs> so don't come talking to me about Lord Banter. I know this though. I'm, 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 I've got, it's almost sponsorship, uh, you know, diplomatic immunity. Sponsorship your nickname immunity. was the cause of a note. <laughs> In the production meeting that we can't talk about. So don't I talk to me g- about nicknames. I didn't give it myself. No one gives them. I gave myself Lord Banter tonight. Fuck you now, Stella. When you called me up in the summer of 2020, it's like, look, we want you to come on board. You have to refer to me as this. I've saved it in my phone I and everything. Said, Hello, is that fish? Yeah. It's Lord Banter. <laughs> Oi, I just said we're the Banter brothers, all right? Why can't yeah. I be a part of the family? <laughs> You're the Banter only child. <laughs> Get me involved. We're at best cousins. Yeah. Oh dear, how about that, eh? Well, everybody. Speaking uh, of banter. I tell you what, Italy are out. They are. Italy are bloody out. North Macedonia with a magnificent smash and grab job. I mean, that is... the best. It's, it's up there. I'd said to you, it's nearly Portsmouth, Old Trafford, 2008, quarterfinal of the FA Cup. A fewer fouls in this one, though, weren't there? Fewer <laughs> fouls. There are actually fewer chances. We battered them. Man, Man United were lucky to get nil that day. <laughs> no, it was a real... I mean... The the best way of assessing how surprising and shocking it was mm. as a football moment yeah. was you see the goal, yeah. the, the, you know the, the narrative that football does so well around the goal scorer as well. He's played, used to play for Palermo, scored an important goal against Italy in the past, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, because obviously the game was being held in Palermo. Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> Macedonia celebrated as you'd expect them to. Oh, yeah? it's brilliant! They very much celebrated like you know Arsenal beating Aston Villa at home, for example. Yeah, I'm only joking. Or Italy <laughs> winning the Euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Italy were looking around like, well, that's not happened. Yeah. That's, that cannot have happened. No. Yeah. So we don't quite know what's happening. It was more of a confusion, yeah. which I really liked. They were like, well, not, you're not going to count that. 
Yeah. Surely. <laughs> it's done nothing. It's like second minute. Yeah. yeah. We're the European off. champions. Yeah. It's like when you're at the beach and a seagull comes down and nicks something out of your hand. You're yeah. like, sorry, what? Yeah. It's my phone. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, what's he doing? What, what are they going to do with my phone? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to beat Portugal, lads. You might as well stop celebrating. Imagine, right imagine Roberto Mancini, the post match, went, well, they ain't going to make the most of that. <laughs> You're the losers here. Wasted on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But it, I mean, it was absolutely extraordinary. Trakowski, of course, in the in the ninety second minute with with the goal, and as you alluded to earlier, Luke scored the equaliser to stop Italy qualifying for for the for the World Cup in twenty eighteen. That was well. automatic, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, automatic yeah. qualification. Yes, yeah. of course, we should, we should say yeah. Um, and and, and um, I mean, just remarkable. They, Italy have obviously had, had a great line in um, in just dominating games, having loads of chances, and not. And not making it count. I mean, the two missed penalties against Switzerland, they, they've it's well, been talked about. Jorginho said that they will haunt him for the rest of his life. One, well, listen, one was saved by Jan Sommer, who's the most mm. underrated keeper in the world. And didn't he sky the other one? I think he's, he, I think he, he did sky the other the one. Ball, I mean, yeah. Sommer's save actually it was absolutely brilliant because of what Jorginho does with his with his penalties, yeah. which are usually effective. He didn't do what say. Pickford did in the shootout. Well, yeah. no, because he because um, the whole I think it was his first penalties for Italy since the Euros final, wasn't it? Right, right, okay, okay. And so the way Sommer kind of shifted his body weight, mm-hmm. quite uh, uh, obviously to think I'm going that way, but he did it in a way where he could spring off and go the other side and and, and he mugged uh, Jorginho off ever since I've, we've been doing um, ever since he's come to our attention Jan Sommer I, I still cannot I mean look I'm not being disrespectful to the club he plays for but mm. I cannot believe he's not a really 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 big club Yeah, he's an incredible goalkeeper anyway that's a bit of a digression um, so the Italy have had these chances they've had the opportunity mm. and they've obviously not taken it over and over again and now they're now they're out it's an incredible situation to think that you've gone not qualifying for a, what, two World Cups in a row, but in the middle of that, you've won the Euros. I know. It, which but, is arguably a more highest standard. And they, were, and they were brilliant in the Euros yeah. as well. I mean, for, Not just the Euros. They've been brilliant for the last three years. This is yeah. only the second game they've lost in three years. Yeah. The other one being to Spain. Wow. Well, they, I mean, they haven't lost. They, they just don't lose qualifiers at home. I mean, it's been 60 years of qualification, I think, or something like that. Right. They, they just. This is such a rare result. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they didn't qualify uh, for 2018, as, as we said. But to lose a home qualifier as well is even rarer than Italy actually not qualifying for a World Cup. You know, that, that mm, is how mm. unbelievable this is. It, one could argue it's the, the the greatest result in North Macedonia's history. You, well, know, we, you say that, but North Macedonia, what, last year beat Germany? Mm. They did, but I think this... But, but, yeah, th- obviously th- th- yeah, this because of, of the proximity it is to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they've, they've now got to go and, uh, and beat Portugal, but my goodness. I mean, Italy, you know, by, by 2026, here's another stat for you, it'll be 20 years since they last played a World Cup knockout game, which of course was the final in, in, in 2006. You, which but, obviously they won. But we're talking about this is a country that won the World Cup in fairly recent memory. And as you say, the European champions, it just doesn't make any sense. It's international football, everybody. You just can't take your eyes off it. I, if someone offered me that as an England fan, I would shake their hand. Yeah, but okay. So there was a lot of this silly rhetoric on Twitter last night. People oh, going, leave me out. Don't look at me, Fish. You said it. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, but there's a lot of this, this idea that some FIFA knobhead in a suit turns up and goes, right, okay. Uh, here's your options. No, I know, you I know it's win. not real. Yeah, well, I know it's not fucking... It's a thought experiment, you know. isn't it? It's no, but, if it, yeah. but it's pointless though because, right, cele- they will have celebrated wildly as they should have done when they won the Euros. Today, they'll be really pissed off because they haven't won. They haven't gone. Yeah. I like the, the up and down. The, I want the. the I want, how you I want the peaks it. and the troughs. That's I want to feel really low and then really high. Yeah, well, you did in the summer. Yeah, yeah, right. that's true. For so, a bit. But it was sad, wasn't it? And you yeah. will, and you might well do in Qatar, as Italy won't get the chance. So we're the real winners. Marcus, we are, um, aren't we? Actually, <laughs> Marcus, you're right about the ups, the, the kind of ups and downs of international football. Because if you're prepared to overlook the absolutely astonishingly poor play occasionally, mm. you can get some amazing moments like that. Well, I mean, it's like the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing that kind of is is I think is interesting is is the way that the it- Italian coaching staff dress. Yeah, wearing because, gloves. Because if you dress like that and you win the Euros, people are like fucking legend. Yeah, yeah. I know you mean. God yeah. level, God tier kind of touchline attire. If you dress like that when you get knocked out by North Macedonia at mm. home, you look like a, a jilted Especially 80s on, husband. And a mild night as well. What are you wearing gloves for? Yeah, it was it was 11 degrees. Yes. If it's Listen, mate, if it's double figures in the morning when I leave the house, I don't wear a coat. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get it. 
Gloves. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, we, yeah, we don't know the wind chill factor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they've gone out then. Yeah, if that's the example they've been. If they can't even be bothered to research the wind chill factor, <laughs> yeah. there's no chance they're gonna have the deep. Look up, look up AccuWeather. Don't worry about your four three three. What's AccuWeather saying? Well, I'm a dark sky man first and foremost. So. You are a dark man. Yeah. yeah, I never saw Terry Butcher wearing gloves when he was a manager. That's all I'll say. When was yeah. the last time Gloves scored a goal? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, R- Roberto Mancini reticent on his future after the game, as you'd imagine. I mean, the the, the, the rhetoric fish from yeah. Mancini was. We're going to go to, well, obviously. <laughs> We're going to go to Qatar. Yeah, yeah. No, whether you like <laughs> yeah. it or not. No, the, and, and we'll wear our gloves. Um, no, <laughs> we, 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 obviously the aim is to qualify. And hopefully, once they've qualified, it, we'll be challenging. Because of course they will be challenging. You know, European champions, you go into that tournament thinking, we've got a chance. It's no, a, they're not there. Yeah, I know. And on Mancini as well, it'll be fascinating to see what they do with him because it feels like he's been so integral to all the good things they've done over the last few mm-hmm. years. You don't really want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, do you? Well, that's, yeah. And is Mancini the baby in this? <laughs> because or is it, he it, the bathwater? No, you want to throw the bathwater out if you want to keep the baby The in. gloves are the bathwater. No, no. Mancini's the, the baby. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, but, Sorry, but, I just switched off like five seconds. <laughs> came back and I don't know where I am. And North Macedonia, the person throwing them out? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're well, the throwing play, out the window. The players have got effusive in their kind of defence of him. I mean, but, no, but, but, but what I mean is... He's contracted until 2026, right? But it, but it might be an emotional thing. I mean, he said yesterday he's going he's gonna to think about it. But it might be for him, he thinks, right, I've won the Euros with them. Mm-hmm. They haven't qualified for the World Cup. That's on me as well. Mm-hmm. Do I step away and let someone know? come in and take them to the next level. I'd be surprised if he did that, personally. Yeah, and I, I don't think he should. I'm, I'm just speaking on what he said last night right after the yeah. event. Um, and also, I assume, you know, as Luke said, the players are fully behind him. It is only last year. <laughs> you know, I suppose in a normal circumstance, that, that Euros win would be two years ago, and yep. it might be a little bit further from the memory. Yes. Um, but you'd think keeping him in place and just maintaining yeah. that momentum they have, even yeah. if it has had this real drastic moment of... Um, Hardship, I suppose, then, yeah, like it feels like he should stay in place. They do have the finalissima to look forward to at, at Wembley against <coughs> Argentina. <laughs> you know, you've got to win a trophy to get into that game. And also the UEFA Nations League, where they'll be back at Wembley in front of no fans. Oh, mate, that'll be, that, they'll be feeling chipper this morning. Well, I just did a little yeah. something, I think. You Bit know, of perspective, isn't it? That's something to hold on to as, as an England fan. I know I've grasped at many straws, <laughs> like, still still holding tightly to Le Tournois. It's like, feel, it's like learning that you've <laughs> lost out on a million quid mm. and then finding 10 pence on the way into work. Really? You've scaled that up a lot from <laughs> losing job, a fiver to five pence. To the job that you wouldn't have had to do mm. had you kept that million. And suddenly realising that Freddo's a 25p and not 10p anymore <laughs> as well. It, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's finding a quid but it's an old quid so you've got to go to a bank and change, change it. it. <laughs> yeah. And then you realise the deadline's passed and they won't even take it anyway. Yeah. So the only use it's got is to get a trolley at Sainsbury's. Or yeah. throw it yeah. at a pigeon. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah. Uh, so, but there's nothing, I don't think, and it might be because we're of, of a slightly older generation, but I don't think because of the seismic nature of him, because how infrequently it comes around, if you're a top player playing for a, a big country, mm. I don't think there's much more disappointing than missing out entirely on a World Cup. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the festival of football that it is, the party that it is, if, even if you got in the group stage, you have a poor, poor return. Mm. You're still there. Yeah, you you're are. in the training camp. You're doing all that well, kind of stuff. You remember the, the, the build-up. That's what and, it's all about, and right? And the fanfare and so on. So yeah. you miss out on all that. So basically, regardless of what you're rather cheekily saying, Mark, because if you don't mind me saying, it's quite a minority opinion Which around is? the Nations League uh-huh. being, um, being something for them to hold well, on we'll to. Well, we'll see come the summer, won't we? We will. Yeah. Um, they are going to have to spend the next however long, mm. I mean, the next basically the rest of this calendar year. Mm-hmm. Yeah pissed off yeah well well, there we are at least at least they'll have uh, they can just stay at home for Christmas then yeah. well, well speak, speaking to people who who were in Italy during those World Cups they said it was as if it wasn't happening they mm. just totally ignored it almost you know to <laughs> deal with it emotionally well I think I think as well that some, a, a very much a, a, a consolation for Roberto Mancini someone immediately went up to him and said well you won't have to to, to, to share a country now uh, with Richard Keyes. So, True. Mm. You know, jobs are good. That's another, that's a bigger silver line in the Nations uh, League, I, I, More so, actually, I would I would. He, wouldn't, he doesn't need to wear gloves, does he? No, <laughs> absolutely not. He's always wearing them. He's very much always yeah. Not in those hot climates. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, we've got to get to Wales, for crying out loud. If Welsh people are still listening. <laughs> yeah, DJ, well, well, well we, we toy, we, 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 should we open with Wales and Italy? You know, the, the European chapter's going out. We, 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 had to, we had to mention that. But Wales beat Austria 2-1 to progress to the final uh, of their uh, of their sort of uh, playoff branch, if you like, um, they... branch. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. There's there's three branches in this, um, yeah. but they're one win away from ending their 64 year wait for a, for a World Cup appearance. 
and and take note, Italy. You know, you think about it when Liverpool, you know, in 1990 or whatever it was, they last one. They didn't think they'd go 30 years, did they? Manchester well, they United, uh, uh, you know, having a bit of trouble. Will Italy go that? <laughs> you're not going to be lucky for it to be 30 <laughs> years. I'd put your hand off for 30 years right now. When you mentioned the Portsmouth game, I was like, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Semi final, love yeah. that. Portsmouth game is a quarter final, actually. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, what's what's a stage uh, among yeah. friends? But uh, Wales, yes. I mean, Gareth Bale stole the show. Stole the show. Yeah. Uh, doubts over his fitness were soon put to bed. A peach of a free kick. The keeper seemed a bit confused by the dip on the ball, Vish. I thought the keeper once, I mean, it's easy to say this, of course, when Gareth. Gareth Bale smashes it in like that, and it did it sort of kiss the bar a little. It did, it did. gentle. You, it could, did. you could only see it from one angle, which was behind him, but a bit yeah. more over his shoulder. It was a very tender kiss, certainly. Yeah. Oh, if Jamie Redknapp was punished, and he would have said, "Oh, the crossbar literally gave the ball a haircut." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But the goalkeeper, I, I know this sounds ridiculous, taken away from it, but the goalkeeper for me was like over that side. But then it, I suppose it shows you the quality of the hit and the dip. Yeah, and I, I imagine. With that arc of the ball from the angle that the keeper would have viewed it at, it mm. would have been quite confusing. It would have been. And you very... think, is that that's over the bar? But you know is what? it wide? There no, was, it's not. There was such an inevitability when when Bale stepped up for that free kick. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the crowd, you know, Wales were, were on the front foot, as you'd expect. The crowd were, were in good voice. And he steps up. And it's just, it's one of those things where you're looking at this thinking, if he smashes this in, it's just perfect. The yeah, scene is yeah. set. Bang, in it goes, and off go the celebrations. Well, you know, a lot of the lead-up into this game was about how little he's played for Real Madrid and the the offshoot of that being that he's had to do a lot of his own conditioning yes. and technical and fitness work mm. on his own. Well, he says 77 minutes of... Comp- competitive football since November yeah right and often when people talk about that you, you always know that it's never it never quite match fitness because you can't really replicate the intensity of playing playing matches on your own and essentially he's been training training on his own but he must be doing something out of, out of this world because yeah. it's one thing to last as long as he did yesterday when you when you play so rarely you still have to fine tune the technical elements which is like you know such as taking a free kick like that in a yeah. pressurised situation yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, even the, even the way he took his second goal, you yeah. know, moving the b- ball across, quick touch, finishing to the far corner. Mm-hmm. He was he was so on it. And it was so good to see. You know, he, I, I think there were a few people saying yesterday, he might be the first player in a while to have reti- essentially retired from club football, not through his own choice, <laughs> to prolong his international mm-hmm. career. Because it feels like that's what we're watching now. Michael Owen. Yeah, uh, yeah Michael Owen, I would <laughs> yeah. say, but, but, and some. But yeah, I mean, I think the thing with, with, with Bale, uh, Luke, to have that level of fitness especially he's 32 he's 33 in the summer is quite impressive yeah but it does also help having dan james playing up front with him who can also stretch the defense and and you know with with, with well, his youth and his and his uh and his speed and exuberance it was obvious that austria were terrified of james's pace yeah so i mean if you know, daniel james if, if daniel james had i don't know for example the talent that Bale's got, I mean, mm. he'd be completely unstoppable, like totally unstoppable. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be talking about him being, genuinely being like a new Ryan Giggs. Yeah. But he hasn't got that, sadly. He's he's very, 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 he's not got, a, he's not, he's a very, he's a kind of a very blunt weapon in the way, James. Yeah, I mean, he might have scored himself a couple of efforts. He should, well, he should have. He should have, I mean, yeah. Welsh should have been out yeah. of sight. There yeah. are so many chances. And, and Austria had already decided that they had to worry about the ingenuity of Bale and the X factor of Bale, yeah. the, the 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 quality of Ramsey, the pace of James. They already seemed like football was happening to them, Austria. Mm. Austria should be better for the players they've got. Yeah. And but they shouldn't have been in this game. I mean, Welsh should have been out of sight. It shouldn't have been a nervy last half an hour, really. Um Yeah, you, but, they could have given uh, uh, certainly Joe Rodden at the back a little bit more of an easier yeah. time. Well, about that, it. Ben, they ought to put their bodies on the line, really. Which <clears> but they were superb to, uh, It seems to be the, the the Welsh way. But but on the Gareth Bale thing, I'm not I'm not kind of Look, I think I love international football for all the reasons I've talked about millions of times, and Marcus is, is the same, and I'm sure you are, Vish. But the, the the situation with international football is for a lot of perfectly legitimate reasons. The standard isn't as high, right? Mm-hmm. So Bale, who's someone of amazing experience mm. and is very canny and has got a lot of talent, he can get through a quite competitive international game in a way that mm. I, I don't think it's reasonable. I don't think you guys should. I don't think it's reasonable to suggest that Gareth Bale could have come in having had as little football as he's had and done that in a Champions League semi-final, for example. Mm. Because the standard is just so much higher. Mm-hmm. And you can see that when you're watching games one after the other. You can see the pace and the intensity of a Champions mm-hmm. League game at the, the, the last stages. So that, 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 why am I saying that? Well, the reason I'm saying that is because if he's got players around him against a team like Austria who are really underperforming and aren't that great, he can get away with it. And, and the free kick thing... 
Gareth Bale will be able to take free kicks like that when he's 50. Mm. He's metronomic. He can still do it. He could always do it. In yeah. many ways, that's what he's on the pitch for. What did you What did you make of um, his... Because uh, he reacted to some of the, the, the media uh, attention and, and some of the headlines that have been written in Spain saying, I don't need to send a message. It's a waste of my time. It's disgusting and they should be ashamed of themselves. And when you look at that, you think, oh, it's quite strong words. And then actually you've, you, you read that Mark led with an article with a headline, Gareth Bale, the Welsh parasite. Yeah. And you think, yeah, well done, Gareth. You yeah, because that, yeah. that is genuinely uh, a disgrace to, to, to put something like that. I think it depends what you think is, is reasonable in the kind of discourse, right? So is, is it legitimate for like sports-led papers or Real Madridian papers to criticise Gareth Bale? Obviously it is. Yes. Is it fine for the fans to do that? Of course it is. That type of language? No, I don't think it's, I think it's acceptable. I, mm. think it's, I think it's it's a very complicated relationship they seem to have. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know who it's benefiting. I know that people who don't watch a lot of Spanish football, like I don't really these days, um, will have a, a quite a shallow understanding of it and I'm happy to accept that. But it's, it's hard to see from the outside looking in who benefits this kind of relationship. Because he's not playing. He's no. obvi- I mean, obviously it benefits Bale on one level because he gets paid a shitload of fucking money. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. other than that, who's who's going to benefit? He's obviously made more money than he's ever going to spend, Bale, right? So you wonder yeah. whether he... W- I thought him moving to Spurs on loan would be a way to kind of prolong sure. his career a bit. Well, it'd be fascinating to see where he, where he goes after the Real Madrid contract finishes. Um, but uh, talk about Wales a bit because since qualification for Euro 2016... They've just been a different beast. You, know, you remember Wales from years ago. They were, they were sort of, at times they had moments where you think, oh, they're going to qualify. I mean, qualification for World Cup 2014, I think they finished fifth out of six, if my memory serves right. me well. I think they were in Scotland. Yeah, they were nowhere, basically, in terms of qualifying. Uh, and then that, that, that qualification campaign for Euro 2016, obviously we remember what happened in the tournament. It was incredible stuff. But since then, despite not qualifying uh, for the World Cup, they've been brilliant. And, and at home, they're scintillating at times, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think if if you look at their squad now, you'd see the number of players who are playing mm-hmm. not just regular first team football, but are you know are regarded as important players within yep. that within that setup. It's a but great I, crop they've got at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And someone like Harry Wilson is an interesting one because you know he's doing wonderful things in the championship, but he's also um, someone who he's been a Welsh starter for a few years now. He's mm. been someone who they've really tried to promote, and I, I wonder how much of that the trickle down effect from not feeling like you're just there for a good time, but actually feeling like you deserve to be there mm-hmm. is manifesting itself in these younger players. Mm-hmm. Even someone like, you know, on the on the different side of the scale, someone like Ben Davies, who through a new role at Spurs yeah, has yeah. adopted that new role at Wales as well as a kind of left-sided centre-back and is clearly embracing that. And I, I also think there's there'll be other times where... And maybe, maybe we can't, you know, there's, sometimes there can be lazy punditry around Wales because of how high-profile Bale is, mm-hmm. because of how high-profile Ramsey is. Yeah. But now we're at a stage where those two are nearing, you know, at yeah, the end of their right, career yeah. and everyone else is coming to the fore now. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see. And I also think the, you know, they've, they've got one more stage to get through here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll find out soon enough who, who they play. But it feels like there's something sustained there, and it feels like it's something from the bottom, from the bottom up as well, rather than just working out at the top and, and hoping everything else sorts Absolutely. itself out below. This is a generational team for Wales, and it's obviously become obviously you know, them getting to the semi final of the Euros mm. is amazing. But it's much easier to qualify for the Euros now, mm. as we know. For them to really leave well, their mark, it, yeah. they need to qualify for a World Cup. They do, yeah. yeah. You know, you're absolutely right, and 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 they're making the most of it. You 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 could argue with this generational talent and Rob Page. My goodness, what credit he takes as well. Just seems to make good decision after good decision and get that group going as well. Um, of, of course, we don't know who they're playing because you know Scotland played uh, Poland friendly rather than playing Ukraine, as we all know the situation there. Uh, we do know, as we mentioned earlier, that uh, North Macedonia will play Portugal, who beat Turkey three uh, one. I mean, they were straight out of the traps, Portugal, unlike. Like um, Fernando Santos side, uh, you know, they look quite exciting and uh, quite attack minded, but they got lucky, didn't they? Because Turkey, they got it back to 2-1 and then um, Yilmaz, who, who scored the goal, had a penalty and skied it in the 85th minute at 2-1, could have equalised and announced his retirement from international football after the game. That's gutting. Speaking about, speaking about not taking that. <laughs> Speaking about not taking the time to uh, compose your thoughts before you... <laughs> I mean, Mancini didn't do that and Yilmaz has gone mad. Oh. But I mean, he's, he's had an amazing career, right? Yeah, he's been around he has, for a long yeah. time. Oh, what, a, what, a, what a great But I, I think it was a shame because I would... I'll be perfectly honest, I'd like North Macedonia to beat Portugal. Mm. Um, I'd quite like Turkey to beat Portugal because I would have thought it'd be quite entertaining. Mm. And Portugal didn't... You could see at that point in the game, Portugal did not want extra time. They were no. panicking yeah. like hell. Yeah. They? They, yeah. They, they definitely didn't. Uh, we should also mention Sweden beating Czech Republic, of course, after extra time. Lovely little winner. 
love a little. It was a, it was a little give and go. It, it was, was a, a nice goal. It was a really nice oh, goal. Yeah, yeah, uh, delicious. Uh, elsewhere, quickly, just uh, before we go for a break, uh, around the globe, Japan sealed World Cup qualification with a win over a very poor Australia side in, in Sydney. I mean, Australia, concerning. Um, they, they, are they going to struggle to qualify? Well, they normally always qualify, don't they? They do, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, they've been at the last four World Cups, but yeah. they look terrible at the moment. Um, they'll have to face whoever finishes third in the other group in the Asian qualifying and then beat fifth place team, the fifth place fifth base team easy for you to say Mark well it's difficult for them to beat uh, <laughs> from South America from yeah. South America exactly so they really don't look great at the moment and so but, but Japan are through Saudi Arabia are through doesn't surprise anyone does it Vish they've got big Harvey Renard yeah I mean it's not surprising <laughs> that he's A there and B that they've qualified and those are two separate things I, I don't like the pa- <laughs> I don't like the pause when they ask you a question about Harvey Renard you should always be prepared for yeah. that to come out at some point mm-hmm. you should have a stock answer in your mind for that Yeah, it's just the I, even if it's just shut up Marcus no, I was no, just no. Thinking, of him in, <laughs> thinking of him in the white shirt you just thought of him and you and had rather to... than still photo it's it's the breeze that catches oh. a bit of the shirt and he yeah, obviously yeah. Isn't, he obviously he's not done up all the buttons no of he? course well, we, we want him to yeah. I, I, I never want him to do even just one button up, yeah. But I suppose, you know, uh, Marcus, leave something to, to the mind. And you're including the, the gene fly button, aren't the whole, you? And that will be a button zip, yeah. <laughs> on, on, the, um, <laughs> on the old uh, Australia playing the fifth placer. Yeah, yeah. That, well, if they get there. Yeah, if they do. That could be, I think that's probably going to be Peru. It could all... Oh. Australia v Peru. It's a great fixture. That's yeah. a nice little fixture, yeah. actually. That's like on, random on FIFA. Yeah. Well, when yeah. do these teams play? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, no, it's quite good, yeah, because Peru are currently uh, fifth in, in qualifying. Uh, Colombia and Chile are, are, are struggling themselves. So well, Peru to... at home to Paraguay in their final game, I believe. Yeah. Which means but... they've got every chance. They can't get into the top four now. But no, top four chance. is sealed. So obviously yeah. Brazil, uh, who've qualified very handsomely, Argentina. Uh, Ecuador and uh, Uruguay are there. We expect yeah. Uruguay, but Ecuador... Yep. Joining in, that's quite nice, isn't it? Guinea pig all round. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Peru, Colombia and, uh, and and Chile, I believe, are still in it, unless I've done my calculations wrong. So, um, yeah, all, all to play for. All to play for, indeed. All to play for, as it always is with World Cup qualification, everybody. Unless, of course, you're Brazil or England. Or Italy. Or Italy, yeah. <laughs> got nothing to play for. Uh, all right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you were having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. 
Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? If an imperialistic drive brings uh, other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble. Wow, there he is. Mate. Welcome back to the Highlight Football Ramble. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's time for those emails. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. An email from Jared, spelled J-A-R-R-Y-D. An I think he's email. A, I, I think he's an Aussie. Um, discuss, does Andy now have to go completely bald to complete his international football prediction fraudness? <laughs> <laughs> Yilmaz retired after yesterday's game. I think Andy should have retired after yesterday's game. <laughs> no, we'll be absolutely fucked. We'll be out on our end, won't we? Yeah. yeah. I, I, think the, the, I think the problem with Andy is that he's, he doesn't get stuff wrong often enough. When when you get it wrong often enough, yeah. people just tend to accept it. Well, yeah, with Andy, he's always so good that when he gets one wrong, it really stands out. The thing is, though, with the whole Turkey at the Euros thing, his his dark horse prediction wasn't actually Turkey when he put pen to paper. It was, I think, it was Czech Republic mm. who had a pretty good. Tournament. He's playing both sides, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. well, no, he threw everybody a curveball. So some idiots, like I believe yourselves, went for Turkey as the dark. I didn't. Horse. I didn't. Oh, you did, didn't you, Vish? Yeah. No, I, I went for England. Shut up. <laughs> you went for Turkey, didn't you? Uh, I did, yeah. And uh, and Andy was laughing all the way to well, the he, Well, he was, again, he was playing both sides yesterday because he's a big Portugal fan as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. he's laughing. It, because, that's only because um, Cristiano Ronaldo once threw his microphone into the river. That's the only reason he likes It wasn't Andy's microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Start the rumour. Yeah. Start the rumour. Andy wouldn't do that. Do you remember that, when yeah. Ronaldo threw Andy into a, into a river? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Andy had a wrestle with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, I remember um, it. I remember it fondly. We, um, we have another email here from Michael who uh, wants to, he wants to turn our attention to the 10th mm. tier side and world's second oldest football club, mm. Hallam FC. The first oldest football club are Sheffield FC. Apparently. A few, a few years beforehand. Hmm. Hallam, I think, might have the oldest ground, but they're the second oldest They'll be up club. in Sheffield, Hallam, won't they? I think so, yeah, hmm. as Michael as Michael says. Um, uh, gave, they gave their man of the match a four-pack of red stripe <laughs> from the off-license <laughs> as a prize. And he's attached a photo. Um, it doesn't look like... I mean, the photo doesn't look anything to do with a football club. No. It just looks like one man handing another man a four-pack <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, with a jacket on. Um, so great, good stuff. Have you got Thank space you. in the fridge? Yeah, yeah I'll exactly. take that, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I should also actually add to that email, I should follow up, that it is non-league day tomorrow, Ooh. which f- returns for the first time since 2019, so three years, yeah. because of all the COVID stuff that's gone on. And it's an amazing time to sponsor your um, a sponsor to, to attend support. Well, if you can, to sponsor, sponsor as well. if you can, yeah, yeah. your local club. I would have been going to Packham Town because that's my local team, but they're away from home, so oh. I won't go to. Dulwich Hamlet are at home. They're another local team to me, but they are so busy all the time, particularly international breaks. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to get tickets, so they're Good doing very well there as well. That is, they, that's what people say, isn't it? It's fashionable now. But my point being, Bish, that Dulwich Hamlet are doing very well as a non-league club, mm-hmm. and good to them. Good for them. Good luck to them. Lots of non-league clubs aren't doing as well as they should be doing, so mm. we should all support them where we can. So non-league day t- uh, tomorrow. If you've got nothing on, get yourself down to your local club. It's normally really cheap and a really good day out. Absolutely. Let us know how you got on. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. I'd like her to move us on to uh, Jermaine Defoe, who has re- announced his uh, immediate retirement from football at the age of 39. 23 years after his professional debut in 1999. What a career he's had. Yes. He, of course, rejoined Sunderland on a transfer, on transfer deadline day. He sort of struggled to make an impact, which is understandable. He made a hell of an impact last time he was there. But an amazing career. I mean, we thought he was nearing the end of his career when he joined Toronto in about 2014. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now 2022, Vish. But what a man. 
Yeah, what a man. He was the the player I think I've... Um, I mean, there'd be a few players like this now, but I think I've spanned his entire playing career mm. in terms of knowing, you know, hearing about this young kid yeah. coming through at West Ham who was supposed to be the business and seeing him flourish into this strike. And, and I suppose seeing him play different roles as well because yeah. he basically grew up in an era where you would have two strikers. Yeah, yeah. He would have had someone a little bit taller dropping off as well him for him Crouchy. to do the... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that um, that Spurs foursome of... Uh, what was it? Crouch, Berbatov... No, was it? No, no, sorry. It was um, Berbatov, Keane, Defoe, and I think Pavlyuchenko. Yeah, around that time. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, having him dovetail with any of those... Mm-hmm. Three, um, it felt like he he grew into being a bit more of a lone front man because mm-hmm. he, you know, he spanned eras a bit, didn't he? Yeah. But also the way he emerges, you know, for a two year period, he was England's, you know, key striker. I'd mm-hmm. say, especially at the back of Owen's career. Yeah, and yeah, just a natural finisher, someone who got better at, um, I suppose, the 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 craftier stuff as he got older. As I suppose his pace diminished a little bit, but you know, Ian Wright tells a great story about him about when. Right was at West Ham at the end of his career, and you know teaching him about the fundamentals of uh, mm-hmm. of being a forward. And um, yeah, it's 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 quite sad, but also like you know you read the numbers and you're like, okay, well you, you've you've had a hell of a career. Well, yeah, it's ninth uh, all time top scorer in Premier League history, 162 goals. Decent time of it for England actually. Sometimes that's overlooked with 20 goals and 57 England appearances. I mean, perhaps the highlight uh, for him uh, with England was. Uh, the one nil win over Slovenia at World Cup 2010. Now I know that sounds, uh, you know, England. Mm. It's the only goal he scored at a big tournament, probably. Yeah, but he, but he led the line and he scored the goal that day, which was crucial for England advancing. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been thumped by Germany. You know, four one. Cheers, Jermaine. Yeah, but for, yeah, but for him though, I'm looking at him, not I'm look, not looking at the side and the and the overall campaign for him. You know, that's a big moment scoring a winning goal in a, in a World Cup match. So. Definitely, he's part. As, as Vish has already said, he's part of the he's part of the Premier League. He was part of the Premier League furniture. He's had a mm. big impact on the Premier League. Obviously played for my club for a bit. Mm. It had a bit of a weird time of it at Portsmouth because it, from memory, he came to Portsmouth in January. I think one day Ramos, it might have been, sold him to Portsmouth. He stuck around for a year but was but was cup-tied for the cup so he couldn't play in the cup final in the, in the games but Portsmouth won the FA Cup because mm. he'd already played earlier for Spurs. Yeah. Then the following January, I think by that time, Redknapp had, been, had gone to Spurs and Redknapp signed him back for Spurs. So he kind of had a year at Portsmouth but yeah. across two seasons. Mm. So you don't you look at his record and you go, oh yeah, well, he only scored X amount of goals. But actually, mm. if you put them all in one season, it's actually a pretty good return for Portsmouth in the Premier League. It was like 14 or 15 got Premier League goals or yeah. something. So um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching him play. Um, he also um, is a testament to how you know looking after yourself can really prolong your career. I believe he's he's been vegan for a long time, never drunk, has always kind of lived the life. So mm. um, good for him. I think Ian Wright mentored him actually. Ian Wright was yeah, like a big mentor yeah. for him and a big figure for him. So mm. um, who who thought you could find even more ways that Ian Wright is influencing the game these days? <laughs> Apparently, you can. Absolutely. Well, J- Jermaine Defoe. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for the mem- Thank you for that Slovenian memory. Absolutely, that one yeah. in particular. But of course, you see him on the TV nowadays doing a bit of punditry, which is quite nice um, as well. But he, one of his former sides, uh, England, is going to be playing on Saturday against Switzerland. Of course, England haven't lost to Switzerland since 1981, mm. which is quite uh, quite a record. Because to me, they seem to have played each other quite a, a, yeah. a lot of time. Obviously, they met in the third place playoff in the 2019 Nations League. Well, who can forget that? I certainly can't. Um, <laughs> it was a penalty shootout win for England. That's why I'll never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it'd be interesting to see how England line up. They could have Fraser Forster in Galvish because he's back. I mean, he's not playing, is he? He's not, he's I wouldn't not. have thought Has so. Has anyone delivered an underwhelmed piece of news with more enthusiasm <laughs> yeah. than that? I mean, England have got a new third choice keeper. <laughs> because some of and the And other... it's, it's the one they used to have <laughs> quite a while ago. He's still here. And 90% of... <laughs> Fans, casual fans, probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Oh, is that harsh? Is that harsh? That's harsh. He's been called up the squad. He's quite tall, isn't he? Eighty percent after Sam Johnson <laughs> withdrew. Uh, that means there's three Southampton players in the squad, so that's quite nice. Representing the South Coast. Yeah. What do you What do you make of? Um, <laughs> not really that. What do you, what do you make of um, the Jordan Pickford question? Because I know Ramsdale's injured, right? Pickford is a different beast playing for England. We've seen that. We've seen disciplined performances from him. He has. You know, he's still Pickford, but we've seen great saves. We've seen much more mature performances and solid performances. And even at the Euros, you know, England were only behind for, you know, a few minutes or whatever it is in the the tournament. I I understand that the defence plays a part, but even some of the defenders have been questioned. So, I don't know, Southgate seems to get a tune out of him. And I, you know, until his performances for England drop off, I'd be 
r- reluctant to to put in Ramsdale. There's been a lot of clamour for Ramsdale. Uh, understandably so. Mm. Understandably so. I mean, Vish, you're you're you, you're Team Ramsdale, aren't you? Well, and I think that's a good option as well. Both have got good distribution. Yeah, both yeah. are very, uh, you know, agile, able, able keepers. Ramsdale in the league at the moment on, on league form, you would probably go with him. But I'm and saying also, there is a bit of history and loyalty there to Pickford. It's not just that. Sorry, Vish. Very quickly, it's not just that. It's just how he's been able. Ramsdale's been able to almost like entirely revolutionise Arsenal's back line. Yeah, because they, I mean, they look so solid now compared to before he kind of settled in. Mm. Um, so it's, that's a big factor as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. I'm, I'm of that opinion based on league form, and I totally, t- totally take what you say about the fact that Pickford, certainly under Southgate, is is viewed in a different way and plays in a different way. And I mm. think over the Euros, what we saw with Pickford was maturity. Um, I, I thought it was, it's the most reliable he's been for a sustained period of time in an England shirt, and obviously it helps when you have those games and that close proximity. So things like building up form, it's a, it's a lot easier. And you can, even if it's a temporary character trait, I actually, you know, you really saw him as a leader during that time. Do you have to turn the rave off, do you think? I, th- I just think he knew that, you know, come come the end of July, mm. there'd be plenty of time for raving, wouldn't yeah, there? Exactly. And there was exactly. when he was, you That's know... Right. That, it's lighter in the evening, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Less of a chill factor. Less <laughs> <laughs> of a wind chill. He'll have his gloves on, will not he? Yeah, 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 there you go. Um, but the, um, the, the thing I... I the thing I do think, and this is specific for Pickford rather than for Everton or England. Um, no, I suppose more towards Everton, but he's clearly in a in a bad place form wise, mm-hmm. and I don't think it'd necessarily be a bad thing. If not necessarily if he's dropped for England, but certainly if Southgate takes him to one side and, and yeah. says, "Look, you're my guy. You know you've been underperforming," and and not you know Southgate's not the rocket up the ass kind of manager, but he mm-hmm. could, I suppose, lead him towards right. You need to sort yourself out there because he's not going to be dropped for Everton, mm-hmm. really. Now, because of the injuries, he's not going to be dropped for England either. But I do feel like we're at a stage with him where we've seen it with keepers in the past where they might get a little bit too comfortable because they're not challenged enough at club or country. Yeah, I think of Paul Robinson in that regard as well. Well, that's true. But I think the way Southgate has set up the squad is it's almost like have a break from all that crap and just enjoy your football kind of thing. Uh, which to is a point, fl- which is going to maybe he would almost round. certainly have said to Ram- uh, to Pickford, "You're my keeper." Don't yeah, worry about I mean, sure, but but I also but I, I think there needs to be a bit of a, a bit of a word there. Well, okay, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. I mean, England have got six more games. Um, all in the Nations League after uh, uh, these. Um, four in the space of 10 days in June. Very, very busy summer. And then, of course, Italy and Germany in, in September with no October international break ahead of the World Cup. Now, Southgate said uh, post the summer that England will have to change what they did at the Euros to keep up with the best teams when they go into the World Cup. And Southgate is very acutely aware. He saw France versus Spain in the UEFA Nations League and he was like, yeah. That's the standard, really. Yeah. It was a game of immense quality. Spain might have won it, but obviously France did. Uh, and, and and so what do England then have to do? What are you looking for England? I mean, it might not be over these two friendlies, Luke, but, but going forward, if you think about it, that he's played, uh, uh, he likes a back three with England, 3-4-3. Three, uh, three. They've also played a kind of a 4-3-3 three, three as well with England's defence at the moment. You could be forgiven for, for, for being a little bit worried. I personally want to see... Um, I'd quite like to see a little bit more of maybe Jude Bellingham in there. Yeah, I think I think Bellingham will probably start, won't he, against Switzerland? Well, because if you have, if you are going to, especially if you're going to play two in the centre of a four, a three-four-three, three, Rice has improved a lot. Mm. You know, he was, he was great, of course. It, it is that central midfield place that, that England have often struggled with. But it depends. They might play four at the back. Well, they could. Switzerland because yeah, but again, though, in the in the centre of my, midfield, my that's big, where I'm looking. My big fear for, for England, and it's a long look, it's a long way away, really, the, the World Cup in terms of how form can change, how injuries can come into play, how the other games they've got to play ahead of the World Cup, as you've mentioned, Marcus, will be a factor. But England have a what I would suggest is a serious problem uh-huh. with defensive personnel. So if he does play against Switzerland, a lot of people are reporting that he's going to play a back four of Shaw, Maguire, mm-hmm. Stones and Walker-Peters, mm-hmm. right? Walker Peters put to one side because he's he's new to the setup and he wants to have a look at him. That's what a friendly's for. He's been in good form, fine. Um, you've got to have. We've already talked about Pickford to death. So we haven't got to do that again. I've got serious wor- worries about Shaw and Maguire. Mm. Serious. Now Maguire can get away with it and look good at international football le- international level because of the reasons we've said earlier. Like it's, it's yeah. not as the standards not as high. Well, Mark Gay might give it a run out. Say again, Mark Gay may get a run out. In, in, oh, you might in, do, in yeah. One of these, but I mean, yeah. Tyrick Mitchell. That but, might but, be... but that, but that comes, that comes to the point. The point is this: it's a long way away. This, this World Cup. Yeah. In, in we'll know more in the Nations League. But, but is, is there any point him playing Mark Gay or playing someone else 
if he if he doesn't think they've got an actually realistic chance of getting to the World Cup with England and playing for them, because he's he's actually using it as, as a much more holistic thing where he's saying, okay, I want you as part of the setup. The World Cup may even be too early for you still, yeah. but I still want you to be a part of it. You may be in my squad I, because there might be a couple of injuries. So with Mitchell, I think that's probably the case, but with Gay, I think no, he's a player who could challenge. Yes. Um, to, uh, to you a, may disagree with that, but that's what I think. I mean, uh, to a point, I, I, I'm, I don't really know which side of the fence I'm, I'm on with this because I think a lot of times managers, when they go into a World Cup, they don't like taking debutants, even if it's someone who has one or two caps behind them. But you have the Nations League there where you are going to play top sure, teams in sure. away fixtures as well. Yeah, sure. Competitively as well. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, by then we won't have the same number of pullouts won't we? because it would be seen as... Um, you know, a more serious occasion, as it yeah. were. You know, a more com- competitive game. Indeed. Um, the thing I, you know, I, I, I agree with, with Luke about Shaw and Maguire. I would say though that you know, given who are you know who's in this squad, they they start for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> the Maguire thing is is a worry, and I think you know you've said before about you know he's never really let England down. I think a lot of that is down to the fact that he plays behind two um, defensive midfielders with two other centre-backs to his right and left. He also happens to have, you know, Luke Shaw, when Luke Shaw's playing well, mm-hmm. and Carl Walker, when he's, you know, when he's mm-hmm. fit and playing well. I don't think you could ask for better central defensive covers. But he than fits those into two. a system then. He does. I don't think necessarily think that's a system that are gonna that England need to play going into this World Cup. And I think that's what Southgate needs to work out. Mm. Because, you know, Luke, you've said this before, you know, reflecting on the, the last stage of the Euros, particularly the final, England are a bit too defensive. Mm-hmm. They need to find a way of going at teams because they've yeah. got the players to go at teams. They, they need to embrace that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from not playing a back five. And that's where we have the, we might have this issue with Maguire for England. True. But that's where I think I'd like to see someone like Jude Bellingham in there in yeah. the centre of the pitch because yeah. he looks all things to all people in there. A bit more front foot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, th- I think he's a very exciting player. But we shall see everybody. Of course, England play uh, uh, Switzerland on Saturday. Then, of course, Ivory Coast on uh, Tuesday evening. So we're looking forward to it, Luke Moore. We are looking forward to it very much. A Saturday tea time treat. Um, mm-hmm. Although I'll be at a wedding, so I'll have to watch it on catch-up, uh, uh, sadly. But I'm sure that won't impinge anyone listening's enjoyment of the game. <laughs> um, it's time for Betway's 4 to score. <laughs> uh, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Now, before I go into this, I've been told because this is a sponsored mandate, sponsor-mandated segment, I can't talk about my grievances for how badly I was treated last week. <laughs> Uh, where not both sides of the story were told. So maybe I'll do that on social media for those of you who follow me later. Please do. Needless to say, because he can't speak for himself without a microphone, I won't throw the producer under the bus because he won't have a right to reply. But anyway... Get on with it. It wasn't my that fault. Was about, that was game about one. as long as this time. <laughs> <time's last week. laughs> game one is Ireland v Belgium. A game we haven't actually covered today, but that's mm. Saturday tea time as well. Marcus, you are up. Uh, it's difficult to know who's going to start for Belgium. They are going to score the first goal. And I think I think it'll be Dries Mertens. Dries' pieces. Dries' pieces. Dries' pieces. Um, game number two is the aforementioned England v Switzerland. Vish, you are up for that one. Similar conundrum. I've decided to go with Philip Foden. Okay. Yeah. I think he will start. So that's probably a good selection. Game number three, our friend and colleague uh, Kate has chosen the first goal scorer for Spain versus Albania. Thanks for giving me the big one here. Spain against Albania. I was tempted by Alvaro Morata, but I think I'm going to go for Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres to score first. Is she on a private jet? Yeah, it's weird. A weird background sound. Mm. I only like to hear background sounds if they involve uh, Pete Donaldson's dog. Mm. Um, but there we go. That's Kate's selection. Thank you very much for that, Kate. And my game is game number four, Netherlands v Denmark. I have gone for Memphis Depay. So yeah, in, in summary, Dries Mertens... Phil Foden, Ferran Torres, Memphis Depay. If they all score first, um, we will be in for a share of the the jackpot, which we'll give to charity. Uh, Make sure the selections are submitted before the first game if you want to play. And you must be over the age of 18 to play along and do gamble responsibly. Uh, You can play for free at betwell.com forward slash four to score. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. All right, my pen's run out, which is bad news for what's happening now. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Right. So I've been given the tools here. Oh, hello. Fish is game. Now, it's Fish's this game. This is now Fish's game because it has been a shambles recently <laughs> and it needs a firm hand at the tiller. Mm. 
at the wheel. Fish, I also heard that Marcus... On the trigger. I also heard that Marcus threatened to leave the Ramble if he wasn't given a chance at my title today. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Pulled rank, he did. That does sound like him. He's a weasel, isn't he? I overheard the conversation. He was going, it's international football week. That's my week. I have to have a chance at the title. It's all very, very true. <laughs> Right, you all know the rules, uh, in part because, Luke, you created it, and Marcus, you've, you've far too into it for your own good. Um, <laughs> Says the man who protests every... Why rise to it? No, I know, yeah, I know. Right, you don't need to rise to it. Yeah, I've, I have the power now. You do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, uh, this is not why I'm fucked, this is why I'm king. Yeah. I'll tell you... If, Just remember who's got the real power. Yeah. Me, I've got the key to your weekend, sir. Yeah. I am, <laughs> am barrelling through that window, whether from the outside or the inside. Yeah, we, we, you, got, you managed to worm your way to the weekend last week. I've taken precaution this week. Everything's boarded up. You can only go through the gate. Imagine if you took away my weekend. (laughs) Right, he's not having one. (laughs) Right, so this is a title bout. Luke, you are the champion. You are the... Don't fist bump. You're supposed to be against each other. You're fucking losers. It's a friendly rivalry. So... But you've, you've lost like your last three and we're the losers. I'm the champion here, man. No, I lost my manager's one. Oh, well, who did this old bloke used to stand you, uh, on the dugout for? Are you oh, going to start the game or not? I'm going to start the game. I'm just giving it a build-up. Okay. Because it's for two people who find it quite important. Luke, you've been a, an absent <laughs> TE champion. This is the central focus point of my life. Yeah, yeah. right. And you've been you've been ducking and diving. You went on, 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 on holiday. I've been titles, belts in bins and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and Marcus, yeah, you you just always here on a Friday, aren't you? You haven't got nothing to better better to do than to stop people going into their weekends. Can so. we begin Don't rise to I know. I just, <laughs> I, I just on behalf of everybody listening to this, get on with it. Right. So you, so Marcus, you go first okay. because Luke, you okay. are the champion. That's Marcus, fair. you That's are fair. the challenger. Our first player mm. is someone who recently called up to the England squad after a few years out. Probably not years actually. Uh-huh. A few squads out. Tammy Abraham. Oh, that's right in Marcus's wheelhouse, that. Tamothy Abraham. How's that in my wheelhouse? Tam Canterbury. England player. England player. So, you've got five clubs for Tammy Abraham. Can I hear your first bid? Oh, yeah, I am, aren't I? Oh, Tammy! (sighs) Five clubs for Tammy Abraham. This is poor. Uh, Oh, this is really poor. Can you give us a clue? No, you can't. No, give I'm the last person who's going to give you a five, clue. The five is surprising. That is a surprising Five number. clubs. This yeah, and so I was wasting time. Just hurry up. Four. Oh, I can't I mean, do four. Five. out of five is decent. He's, he's killed me there. He has, he has, to, he, he has to name four. I can't name me a four. I don't think he can do four. Neither I think I. He, I think he can. Go for it. One is a very much a guess. Um, Roma. Chelsea. Aston Villa. This is the guess. Oh, Bristol City. My days. Yeah, I've got I'm... it. You've got it. There okay. you go. The Very one good. you've missed uh-huh. is an obvious one. Swansea City. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Bristol City, I'm impressed with that. Started, yeah. you know, came to the ranks at Chelsea. His first loan spell was at Bristol City. Oh, right. Then yeah. went on loan to Swansea City. Then obviously came back to, well, when I went on loan to Aston Villa. more obvious one there. Hmm. Came back uh, for, for Chelsea. And then, yeah, as he is now with Jose Mourinho at Roma. Well played. So it's a good start, Marcus. Put cool. under pressure there. One nil, one nil to Marcus Feller. Do you know what? When you get the first one, you think, oh, I've avoided the whitewash. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I've been too love against Marcus and lost before. So well, yeah. then maybe this bodes well for you then. Cool. I think this might happen again. Right, um, <laughs> they can't. The next, uh, the next player played for seven clubs. Mm. Okay. Player I quite like, actually, mm. despite the fact that um, there's some evidence to the contrary that he shouldn't be likeable. Um, David Bentley. Seven clubs <laughs> for David Bentley. Uh, Luke, okay. What are you saying, David Bentley? Um, I think it's I a can Bentley f- to me, but to you, it's a blue car. I think I'm fairly confident I can do four, four clubs for David Bentley. Oh, Bentles. Um, Marcus, what are you saying? <sighs> that is frustrating. I let Luke do his four. <laughs> Right, you four four clubs for David Bentley. Go. That's annoying because I. There's, okay. I've, yeah. Okay, so I'm fairly certain he's played for uh, Arsenal. And he started his career there. He's obviously played for Spurs. I'm ninety percent sure he played for Blackburn. My brain isn't what it used to be. And now this is where it gets tough because I I'm pretty sure he played for a club in Turkey, but I can't remember the name of it. So I'm just going to have a Turkish guess. Go on. Do you remember this? No, I, I, there's another... Well, I'll, I'll leave it there. 
Okay. <laughs> I was about to give you a clue. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to change tack entirely. Go on. I, w- I, would, I would guess a Turkish team, but I've got a very low percentage here. I think instead what I'll do is I'll invoke the Sunderland clause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. FC Rostov? Yes. That's probably what I was thinking of. Yeah. It's not even yeah. in Turkey. Not even in <laughs> Turkey, yeah. Turkey. Yeah. So he started at Arsenal. He'd so actually I made... had those four. He actually made one appearance for Arsenal. Yeah, I think I he might have scored. I think he might have scored in that game. Maybe he did, actually, yeah. I'm wondering um, if he played for West Ham at some point. He did. did, 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 he did. Ah, he did. On loan to Norwich City, yeah. on loan to Blackburn Rovers, made the permanent move to Blackburn Rovers, then went to Spurs, where he scored that yep. brilliant goal against um, Alfie Moon, <laughs> Manuel Almunia. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on loan to Birmingham City from there, on loan to West Ham, made five ah, appearances. I said Birmingham. On loan to FC Rostov, and then briefly went back to Blackburn. Yeah, I should have said Birmingham. I thought Birmingham. The reason I didn't say it is because I thought I'm getting it mixed up with David Dunn. Yeah, uh, yeah David Blackburn. Dunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 2-0 to Svela. It's, it's already, it's, already it's on the, the line. It's the worst scoreline, though. I yeah. need a point. I've got to get a point here. Well, Marcus, it's you up. Yeah. The next player, still playing. Mm-hmm. Five clubs. Mm-hmm. It's Edinson Cavani. Edinson, eh? Oh, that's a tricky one. Ballet's Edinson Cavani. Mm -hmm. You've got five clubs. What are you saying? Yeah, what am I saying? What am I saying? Gonna have to hurry you. I'll go four. Gonna go four out of five. Yeah. Luke, you've got to go five, haven't you? I'll go five then. Well, I can't do anything. (laughs) I'll do all five because I'm going to go out shooting if I go out. I like that. A, bla- okay. a blaze of glory, okay. could it be? I think you have the facility. <laughs> We're about to find out. I'll do them in descending order. I'll start off with the ones I'm most sure about. Go on, okay. Man United. Atletico Madrid. Oh, no way did he play for Atletico <laughs> Madrid. Hell. He should have played for Atletico Madrid. Shit. Can we I know what say? that means. <sighs> Mate, do you know what? Atletico Madrid went through my head and I thought, oh no, no, he hasn't, but we always said he should play for Simeone because he loves it. So I've got Palermo. No, Napoli. Napoli. No, no, no. Oh, he did play for Palermo. Yeah, he played for Palermo. So oh, we'll, we'll, start, we'll go from the start. Uh, did he play for Nacional? The, no, Danubio. Oh, okay, right. Nacional Palermo, from Palermo, went on loan to Napoli and then signed for Napoli full-time in 2011. Paris Saint-Germain. Mm-hmm. Shit. Manchester United. So poor. I'm gutted about that. Oh, mate. Anyway. At least you, what is it, Harry, Luke's game, Harry Kiri? Yeah, you, you, Harry know, you took yourself, You yeah. took yourself out? Yeah, I did. I, I, mean, I wanted to go out on my own terms. I'm not doing a last pivot soon. I'm quite it's f- quite pathetic though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit lucky there, but Couldn't then that really. works against Vish the other week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it mm. did. Um, we might as well go through the next two. The next two are quite good players as well. People playing at home would yeah, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And also we'd love to see a whitewash, wouldn't we? Well, <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Fourth player, yeah, Javier Hernandez. Seven clubs. Chicharito. Uh, I'm first, right? It's Luke Chich- first. Yeah, Luke first. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Yeah, <laughs> it's your name, isn't it? Um, okay, so I'll guess at three. Three clubs. Three out of seven. Marcus, what are you saying? Five. Five. Oh, no, he's gone one I, above. Can I, no, no, you can't. No, you have to do five. Oh, okay. You have to do five. You I can't it. do six. I can't yeah. do six. You got okay. You got to do five. You made yeah. your bid. You can't do that at an auction. You can't go. No, a, a million. No, a tenner. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was actually going to increase it by one, but there we are. I'll That's do five. That's you, Belland. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United, West Ham, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, Real Madrid, Chivas Guadalajara. <sighs> Showing off. No, yeah, LA fine. Galaxy would have been the sixth. Oh, what can I do with that? What can <laughs> I do with wonderful. that? Didn't even have to do it. Who was the seventh? The seventh was Sevilla. Oh, what a lovely old job that is. Lovely stuff. Uh, final player. Uh, still going. Bad. Still banging them in. Um, perhaps one of the most underrated strikers in Europe. Uh-huh. Edin Dzeko. Edin Dzeko, Marcus, what are you saying? Seven clubs. Jexy. Um... He's bringing Jexy back. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Four. Oh, four out of seven. Four out of seven. Four out of seven. Come on, go on. In the spirit of this, I'm going to go five. Go five. Go on, five. Do, do your go five. On. Okay. Come right, on, big uh, boy. Roma. City. Oh, sorry. Hey, sorry, oh, sorry oh, 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 Button missed. Button missed. To be fair, he didn't, he didn't specify Man which city. city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lazio. 
Oh, I thought you might have been right there. He played for Lazio as well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just double check that. Okay. <laughs> Wolfsburg. He started Wolfsburg, that, yeah, started, yeah. He was, yeah Wolf, so he went from Wolfsburg to Man City. He started at Zelnica in Bosnia-Herzegovina uh, to police. Then uh, a loan spell at Ustinad Labum, a Czech club. Wolfsburg, Man City, Inter. Roma on loan, Roma and Inter Milan. Mm. Mm. Fuck. Oh. So it's the worst performance oh, wow, ever by a wow. champion. 5-0. 5-5. Oh, no. yeah, but it's funny how it goes, though. David Bentley. It's the way it goes, mate. It's the way it goes. It's the way it is. Well, yeah, so it. you're the... Marcus, you are now the lineal champion. Oh, wait, what's it? we're doing the league table. Jimmy to be is the one we need to consult here. But you essentially, you are the title holder, but yeah. we have a, I was a never, league table. I was never trouble in the top of the league table anyway. Well, I've played a lot yeah. of games, though. So yeah. that does yeah, help. Yeah. Yeah. So you rather one point on the board than games in hand. Don't you? <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had a campaign among <laughs> listeners. We had a com- campaign among listeners to remove Lars from the top of the table because he only played one game. Yeah. It's almost like test batting averages. You I spearheaded that campaign. Out, yeah, right. Minimum of <laughs> 5,000 runs. Yeah. Well, everybody, there we are. We've come to the end of our Friday. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. The key is in the lock. It's been turned. The gate is open. And I, I've got a song choice recommendation for you. Oh, here we go. Uh, all you've got to do is listen to Fireball by Pitbull. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Let, d- 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 trust me. Okay. Okay. And that is the sound of your weekend, everybody. See you then. See you then. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you for teaching hand to Raja. This is fun, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I'm a fireball. Lots of love. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.